good to see everybody today, and I ask you to, to pray for me as, as I preach this morning. I've been really, really not cheering for my team yesterday. Um, I really wasn't, because I really wanted to be able to preach this message. Turn me down just a little bit, Callie. But I want to ask you, have you ever been in front of a camera when the flash went off? You ever do the same thing I did? Golly, really? Well, that intense light can be so bright that it actually blinds you for a moment. And all you can see is spots, right? Well, that's exactly the way that some of our problems hit us. Problems or obstacles or challenges in our life, they come off just like that. And for some reason, that's all we can see is that problem that's in front of us. Obstacles, problems, they can seem so big and so overwhelming that they seem like giants. Often we're blinded, and all you can see is the giant. You can't see your way past it, and for some reason you begin to think if you're even going to make it, because the problem seems so intense. Regardless of where you are, regardless of who you are, we all have one thing in common. And that is that we all have these obstacles, these giants, these problems that come into our lives. It doesn't matter if you're a rich person or if you're a poor person. Lost people face problems. Saved people face problems. Backslidden people face these problems, even faithful people face obstacles and challenges in their life. So what do you do when you're blindsided by a giant? What do you do when there's a problem that's so big that that's all you can see is the problem? When obstacles or problems stand in the way of God's best for your life, how are you supposed to handle them so that you defeat the problem and the problem doesn't defeat you? How do you overcome an obstacle that is so big that that is all you can see in your life? Today we're going to see a 17-year-old shepherd boy named David who had a great victory over his giant. But I want you to know that before the victory over the giant, there was a conflict. Before the triumph over the giant, there was a trial. Before there was the greatness of David, there was a giant. So today, David is going to show you and I how we can face our giants successfully. The first thing that David is going to show us is that we need to face the facts. If you'll turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 17, I'm going to do something that I normally don't like to do. I'm going to kind of skip around through about 27 verses of Scripture and I'm going to ask you to follow along, amen? In 1 Samuel chapter 17, beginning in verse 3, 
Uh, I'm going to skim through this so that you can have a little context and you can see the facts of this giant. In verse 3, we find that the Philistines stood on a mountain and Israel stood on a mountain and there was this great valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines and this champion's name was Goliath. He had a bronze helmet. He was armed with a coat of mail. He had a bronze armor and he had a bronze javelin. And he also had a shield bearer that went before him whenever he went into battle. And he stood at the top of his mountain and he cried out to the armies of Israel saying, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine in you, the servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourself and let him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel. I say, give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all of Israel heard this, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. And in verse 12, we find that a description of a young man named David. Now, David was the son of Jesse. Verse 13, the three oldest sons of Jesse had gone to follow Saul into battle. The three sons' names was Eliab, Abinadab, and Shammah. But David was the youngest. And David occasionally would return from the war to feed his father's sheep in Bethlehem. And that Philistine champion drew near, presented himself for 40 days, both morning and night. And then Jesse said to his youngest son, David, Take this dried grain and these ten loaves of bread and run to your brothers in the camp. And in verse 18, he said, Carry these ten cheeses to the captain of the thousands. See how your brothers are faring and bring back news of them to me. So David rose early in the morning. He left the sheep with the keeper. And he came to the camp, and as the army was preparing to go out and fight, and David left his supplies with the supply keeper, and he came and he greeted his brothers. In verse 23, he began to talk with them, and there was that champion. That champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name. And David heard the words he spoke. And all the men of Israel saw the man, saw the champion, and fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. But David spoke in verse 26 and said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The first thing that needed to happen in order for David to overcome his giant is he had to face the facts. Now, here are the facts for you. As long as there is life, as long as there is breath in your lungs, you will have trouble. As long as you are breathing on this, on this planet, you're going to have some problems from time to time. You're going to have trials from time to time. There are going to be giants that stand in the way of God's best for you. That's the nature of a sin-fallen world. The only thing standing 
between Israel and victory was this giant. This giant. This giant keeping Israel from the land that God had promised them was named Goliath. Now, your giant probably has a different name. Your giant may be named Fear. Your giant may be named Loneliness. Maybe yours is named Worry. Maybe your giant's name is Guilt. Maybe your giant's name is Temptation. Maybe your giant's name is anger. Maybe the giant standing in the way of God's best in your life is doubt. Maybe the giant in your life is named past failure. So I want to ask you this morning, is fear keeping you from God's best for your life? Maybe discouraging, discouragement uh, regularly defeats you. Does temptation blindside you and whoop you every time? Is doubt beating you down? You know, during the coming Christmas season, a lot of people struggle with their giants. During the Christmas season especially, we find a lot of people are struggling with the giant of loneliness. Many of them are struggling with that giant of worry. And as a result of those giants, they may even be struggling with another giant named Doubt. But whatever your giant is, whatever it is your giant is named, I want to tell you this morning, eventually, you are going to have to face it. You're going to have to face your giant. Because God never promised that there wouldn't be giants. He never promised you, even if you're a believer, that you're not going to have some trouble. That you're not going to have some trials. That you're not going to have challenges in this life. You're going to. But here's what he did promise. He promised you that no matter what kind of giant you face, he's going to be there with you to face them with you. So how in heaven's name can we face these giants that are so intimidating at times? Well, the first way that we find in, in David's story is that we have got to face them in faith. Face them in faith. David came to bring some food, and he started hearing a little ruckus. Y'all know what a ruckus is, right? Okay, make sure I'm in the right place. He heard a little ruckus, and he said, you know what? I'm going to join this fight. But what I noticed was is that David was downright angry. Why was David so angry? He was angry because Goliath was blaspheming 
the living God. How angry do you get when somebody starts blaspheming our God? I think it's high time we get a little angry, amen? Not that God needs us to stand up for him, but I think it ought to strike a chord with us and that we ought to be angry when we hear someone blaspheming our Lord. But David faced this giant, and what I want you to notice is that David faced the giant, but he didn't do so in some pie-in-the-sky blind faith. He faced this giant based on many things, the first of which is God's past performance. Look in verse 31 with me. Now the words which David spoke were heard. They reported them to Saul, and Saul sent for David. And then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine, with this giant. And Saul said to David, You're not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. You're just a youth. He's a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep, and when a lion or bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by the beard, and I struck it, and I killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine champion will be like one of them, seeing that he is defied the armies of the living God. I want to tell you something this morning. When you face your giants, you need to remember something. You need to remember that God has never, ever let you down. I challenge anyone in the room to let me know the time when God let you down. God has never let you down, and he ain't about to start now. Amen? So when you're facing this giant in your life, you can base it on faith in God's past performance. If God can save your soul, surely he can save you from the giants you face in this lifetime. Truth is said that truly, truly, all things can be done in the name of Christ. But David faced this giant not only based on God's past performance, but he also faced this giant based on God's presence and power. Look there in verse 37. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. David knew that God never failed him. David knew that God would never fail him. He knew that just as Moses told Joshua that the Lord, he is one, and he goes before you. God will be with you. God will never leave you. God will never forsake you. You do not need to fear this giant. Nor be dismayed in the presence of this giant. For I am with you. But David also faced this giant based on God's provision. Look there in verse 38. And so Saul clothed David 
with his armor and put a bronze helmet on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. David fastened his sword and he tried to walk. But he had not tested that. And David said to Saul, I can't walk in these for I have not tested them. And so David took off all the protection that Saul gave him. And then David took his shepherd's staff, took it in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from a brook. He put them in his shepherd's bag, and he took his sling, which was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. Now, what I took from that was, if David had gone into battle against Goliath, with the armor that King Saul had given him, do you know what would have happened to David? He would have been killed. Instead of trusting man's provision, instead of trusting man's armor for protection, David chose the whole armor of God. Amen? And five smooth stones. But here's what I want you to really see this morning. Because here is what really won the battle for David. Two words. Active faith. Active faith in God is what gave David the victory. If he had had just faith, but he stayed in the tent, he would not have defeated the enemy. If he tried to go in his own power without faith in God, he would have been defeated by the enemy. Active faith in God is what gave David the victory. So whenever we're going to face our giants, you've got to face the facts. And you have to face them in faith. But here's something else I want to point out. We have to face them fearlessly. Have to face them fearlessly. Look in verse 41. And so the Philistine came and began drawing near to David. And the man who bore the shield went before him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him. He belittled him because he was only a youth, ruddy and good looking. And so the Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine began to curse David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you and I will take your head from you and this day I will give you the car give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air the wild beasts of the earth so that in all the earth they will know that there is a God in Israel Then all the assembly knew that the Lord does not save with a sword and a spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands you can fight your giant fearlessly you can remember God's got this amen say that with me God's got this remember 
The battle is the Lord's. There are some things that David knew that gave him the ability to face Goliath. First of all, he knew the creator. He knew who made David, and he also knew who made Goliath. He knew the creator. Look in verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with sword, spear, and javelin. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, whom you have defied. David knew the creator. See, David remembered that Goliath wasn't always a giant. At some point, he was little. He remembered that he wasn't always a giant. He might have been big, but he started out small. That's the same thing that happens with our giants. Sometimes our fear starts out small, and unless we face it, unless we face the giant, it begins to grow, and sooner or later, it just gets out of hand, and that's all we can see. It can happen the same way with loneliness. It can start out small, but it will begin to grow, and sooner or later, that's all you can see is the giant of loneliness. David knew the creator. Goliath was big, but he started out small. And the bigger they are, the harder they. Amen. Face your giant. The bigger it is, the harder it will fall. Goliath was no match for God. Your giant is no match for God. God's got this. Amen. Amen. Not only did David know the creator, but David also knew who was in charge. Look in verse 46. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I'll strike you and take your head from you. So then all the earth will know that there's a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with a sword and a spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. David remembered that God is sovereign over everything. Say everything. God is sovereign over everything. God is in control of everything. He was in control then, and he's in control today. And we need to remember that God is in control. So David knew the creator, and he knew that God was in charge, but he also knew the, the conclusion. See, David knew that God had a plan for his life. David knew that God wasn't going to turn his back on him. David knew that the plan of God was not to be killed by this little giant. When you're faced with your giant, you need to remember that God has a plan for your life. That God desires to use you in a supernatural, miraculous way. And you don't need to be worried about this little giant that is in your life. God's got a plan. God's in control. God is the creator. Israel's army, you know what they did, don't you? They took measure of Goliath, and you know what they said? He's too big. He's too big. That giant's going to whoop us. But what did David do? He took measure of Goliath, and he said, Man, he's too big to miss. <laughs> Amen? He's too big to miss. David knew the conclusion. 
Friend, I want to encourage you to face your fears, to face your giants fearlessly, just like David did. But here's something else I believe that we need to learn, and that is we need to face our giants fervently. Fervently. Look in verse 48. So it was when the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David that David hurried and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. Little David, big Goliath. Little us, big giant. What did David do? He ran at the giant. He hurried and ran into battle. Friend, never be afraid to run and face your fears. Never be afraid to run and face the giants that come at you in the life you live. If a giant's come into your life, you need to know that God has permitted it. And it's been for your good. So just be reminded that you have all you need to both face that giant and to kill that bad boy. Amen? You got all you need. Ephesians chapter 6 tells us to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. The battle's not yours. The battle is not yours. He said the battle is the Lord's. We need to remember that as well. And friend, when the giants come into your life, if you'll face the facts, if you'll face them in faith, if you'll face them fearlessly, if you'll face them fervently, then you're going to be able to face them finally. Look in verse 49. Then David put his hand in his bag and he took out A. Say A. He took out A stone. And he slung it. And it struck the Philistine in the forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face on the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and he struck the Philistine and he killed him. But there wasn't a single sword in David's hand. Therefore David ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, drew it out of his sheath and killed him. And cut off his head. And when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. They ran away. They fled. One God-guided missile. Amen? One God-guided missile and the giant in David's life was defeated. And here's the beauty of it. David never had to face Goliath again. He never had to face that giant again. But what, it, what would happen if David had ran away from the giant? What would have happened? Tell me. If David would have ran away, what would have happened? Israel would have been defeated. What else? You hear what Brett said? He would have had to fight him again. 
Goliath would have showed up another day. Goliath would have shown up for another showdown. And in the meantime, he still would have been defying the armies of the Lord and blaspheming the name of the God, Lord Almighty God. Instead, David defeated Goliath. And he even kept his sword as a reminder of what God had done to his giant. You can't run from your giants. If your giant is fear, friend, you can't run from it. If your giant is temptation, you can't run from it. If your giant is loneliness, you can't run from it. Sooner or later, you're going to have to face the giant. How you face the giant determines who wins. You're going to face them in faith, fearlessly, fervently. If you do, you can face them finally. You can't run from your giants. Oh, you might rest a little while. But they'll always be there, waiting. They'll always be there, standing, ready for another showdown. They'll always be there, standing between you and God's best for your life. So, the best time to face your giant is right now. Right now is the best time to face your giant. And the best stance for fighting your giant is on your knees. Because the battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. So have you got any Goliaths in your life? If you're breathing, I know you do. And for the next several weeks, I'm going to be speaking on some of these giants that are in our life. Temptation whooping you pretty good? I believe the Bible shows us how we can whoop that giant. Struggling with loneliness, especially in the Christmas season? I believe the Bible shows us how we can just tear that giant up. Worry, guilt, fear, all those giants. We're going to touch on several of those. So I want to invite you back, and I want you to invite some friends. Because if you're breathing, you got giants. But you know, we all have this one giant in common. And the giant that we have in common is this giant of sin. And this giant is so big, so enormous, so blinding, none of us can defeat him. So praise the Lord, because the battle is God's, God stepped in and he sent his only begotten son and he defeated that giant. He defeated.
defeated that giant of sin, he stepped in and he whooped him good. Do you believe that Jesus did that for you? You couldn't do it. Do you believe that Jesus whooped sin for you? Listen to what the Bible says in 1 John chapter 5. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Sometimes the world is a giant. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who has overcome the world? He who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So friend, if you're having a problem with giants, and the giant has been beating you down. Have you been facing it in faith? Have you been facing it fearlessly? Have you been facing it fervently? The answers to those questions will tell if you have overcome, if you have the victory. So, friend, if you don't have this relationship with Jesus Christ today, the battle is yours because you don't have God to take care of that giant. I want to encourage you to give your life to the Lord today. And for those of you who have long since placed your faith in Christ, but you're not remembering whose battle it is, I want to invite you to come forward and Let's just pray about it. Let's be reminded that the battle is not ours. The battle is the Lord's. The giant is going down. Amen? I pray your giant's going down. Let's pray.